0: Welcome to the Student Ministry Podcast by LifeWay. I'm Ben Trueblood here with producer Nathan. What's up? How's it going? It's good, man. We have a uh, really special episode today. And so normally you're used to my voice and and Nathan and we hang out with somebody, we wrap it up at the end or Zach and Chad are a part of, of a conversation that we have. Well, today we're doing a little bit differently because we are spending this month focusing in on our online community of youth pastors called Youth Ministry Booster. And so what you're about to hear is a uh, conversation between Zach, who is on our team, who leads the Youth Ministry Booster section of our work, and one of our mastermind hosts, and someone from his group. So the cool thing about Youth Ministry Booster is when you join, you are put into a small group called a mastermind. And that is the group that you walk through the leadership development curriculum that we have. That's the group that you collaborate with. That's the group that we hope you learn to care for each other in and build community with. That is what we try to do at Youth Ministry Booster. It is for community and collaboration and care. And so this conversation that you're going to, you're going to hear right now is with Zach, a mastermind leader and one of their group members on the impact and importance that youth ministry booster has had in their life as they go through this youth ministry journey. So take a listen right now to Zach and we'll see you next time.
1: Hey, this is Zach Morkin hanging out with some of my very dear friends talking about youth ministry and youth ministry booster specifically this week as we're getting ready for season four registration close. So if you listen to this before September 1st, 22, uh, you've still got time to get signed up for this fall season, which is '90s Rewind. Bryant, uh, were you even alive in the '90s? Like, yes, were you <laughs> like young. I mean, just so barely. I mean, just like, <laughs> <laughs> barely, '92,
2: awesome. I'm 92. Just, I barely made
1: born in the '90s. Awesome. Oh my it's goodness! Rewind into a time that Bryant, like, this is all new. Like, Bryant's experiencing it for the very music videos on television. I mean, who would have thought? Uh, oh Jason, favorite part of the '90s for you as a child? I'm assuming you were like. Oh
3: yeah, Batman. I had been, I had okay. been alive for a few years by the time we okay. got to the '90s. Uh, man, I would say Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, straight up 1990s. Yeah, of it. That, that and like Batman. That was my life back in the '90s, okay. right there. Animated,
1: animated Batman or Michael Keaton Batman?
3: Oh, Keaton's the best Batman, hands okay. down. Okay. Yeah. okay, There's no questions there.
2: Who's your favorite he's... turtle? Oh
1: yeah, who is your favorite? Ooh. That's that's, oh, that's a, a good question.
3: That's hard. Bang. We're starting out uh, with some deep stuff here. Uh I'm going to say on, probably
1: or the one you identify with the most.
3: I oh, now like we're getting maybe, even.
1: Complicated. Maybe yeah yeah. <laughs> uh
3: I maybe. would probably say Raphael uh okay, just because yeah, the the hothead kind of guy who's just like, you know, kick butt first and then had to apologize later. That's yeah, probably yeah. more I uh, definitely self-identified with that guy.
2: <laughs> okay. Okay. Brian to you, which turtle are you, oh. man? michelangelo okay i, mean, I
3: could see the, the could see party that. Dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah
2: dude skateboard i don't skateboard but i was like man i should skateboard but i was like no never i'm too scared never. i'm terrified <laughs> just orange headbands always brian
1: that's and right always.
3: yeah that's exactly. all you need it's
1: okay i i appreciated donatello because uh nice. one the machine and the little intro animation thing was a giant espresso machine I feel like that was like, if if you go back and watch, he's doing all that just to make espresso. And I'm like, I'm there for that. And it's also really easy to be Donatello on the playground because any branch will do. That's right. You grab a a stick, stick, you're ready to go. You get a purple headband and a stick, you're there. You're in.
2: You're there. Ready to go.
1: (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Uh, There's a whole uh, subreddit we could get into about how thoughtful Master Splinter was giving Mm. the weapons that helped shape their personality. So for Donatello, who was so techie, he gave him the most simple. And for Michelangelo, who was the most spastic, he gave him the most focused. Because a nunchuck without focus is a headache. And so there's a whole, I don't know,
2: sorry. (laughs) You have gone super deep deep into this. Oh my goodness. I need
3: to... Yeah, but I mean, dude, you were just barely alive. So, I mean, yeah, you weren't yeah. processing this. Yeah.
2: He, he wasn't eating pizza. It
1: was
3: just an no. excuse <laughs> to eat pizza. I <laughs> need to figure out which
2: uh, Enneagram Michelangelo is. I feel like. That's, that's right. Know, <laughs> you know. Just map it,
1: too. Right, right, yeah. Right. Uh, well, you can tell we got some other friends on the podcast today. Uh, Jason, all the way from Florida. From, uh, Jason, Taylor. how are you, my friend?
3: I'm tell good, man. man. Excited so, to be what, here. What you're
1: up to today. Uh, where, where, where are you at? How long have you been there?
3: So I am the middle school pastor at Fruit Cove Baptist Church here in Jacksonville, just outside of Jacksonville, really, in St. John's County. Um, Been here for six, coming up close to seven years in this role. Uh, Yeah, loving it, doing lots of cool stuff with a bunch of crazy little middle schoolers. So that's my life.
1: Uh, I do. That's a good life. It's a good life. Uh, And then uh, sitting next to you is our good friend, Brian Forshee uh down in texas Brian. tell us a little bit where you're at how long you've been there uh for the folks listening at home or in the gym or wherever they're at
2: yeah i'm over in plano texas at Prestonwood baptist church at our plano campus and i served as our j high pastor uh for the past five and a half years i was an intern for a year before that working in junior high ministry and been loving it and uh like jason said and we just get to chase around middle schoolers all day it's a blast it's Man,
1: entertaining.
2: It is entertaining.
1: I mean, middle school is the best part of student ministry, right? Anybody Agreed. else that says otherwise just doesn't understand. Yeah, That's right. Oh, no. Or they've never been misunderstood. I feel like anybody that's too cool, like if you've ever been misunderstood, your heart just goes out to middle schoolers. I like just, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. They got nothing but questions.
3: Yeah. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> nothing but problems and questions. <laughs> but,
1: <laughs> nothing but problems.
3: It's Probably hilarious the there because I mean like
1: yeah.
3: what other what other ministry are you going to watch a kid who like you know is making the deepest philosophical decisions of his life about which anime character he likes the most? I mean yeah. really where else is that going to happen? Yeah. <laughs> and my then you hero just have Academia, to like hurt for my him. Hero
1: yeah. Journey. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, you just hurt for him. You're like I'm I'm sorry that this is <laughs> what you're thinking. <laughs>
1: Well, we've got two friends, these two guys on the podcast today, talk a little bit about uh, growth in leadership, but then also the ways by which we grow. So we have heard Ben and I talk about it a few weeks ago in the podcast about what a mastermind is. We had these two guys come share because they lived it together. So last year, uh, Brian was in Jason's mastermind group uh, meeting monthly, talking about life, staying connected, I'm sure texting appropriate or inappropriate memes who knows <laughs> middle school just sharing the inappropriate memes that they received from their students yeah uh but also the ways in which they're growing in ministers uh, as ministers and ministry leadership as part of the things for collaboration and care so i wanted to ask some of those collaboration and care questions by first asking you guys uh, where are you now versus where you were a year ago so if you go back to august the 21 before we jumped into fall season stuff, uh, where was Bryant a year ago? Where was Jason a year ago? What are the ways in which you've grown over the last year? Because that's, that's, that's good middle school ministry. Like, please tell me you've grown, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, Please, eighth grader be different than a sixth grader. Yes.
2: Give me a glimmer
3: of hope, please. Yes, yeah.
0: yes. Yeah.
3: <laughs> oh, man, that's, that's hard because like last year we were still coming out of COVID to some extent. Um, so last summer, like right before August kicks in, we were even supposed to be going to one camp, then they had a COVID outbreak, and so within, oh man, I think less than a week we were headed to a new camp with like 150 plus people going to going to camp. Just and uh, huge shout out to huge camps who actually housed us and found a spot for us within a week. But uh, that's the Go way life company, was. Man, that's that's it, right, that's man. It. And yeah. so like when we got into. Uh, August, it was like, man, what what do we do? We're not really sure what's going to be available to us. And so we were in, we'll call it trial and error, just throwing stuff at the wall and seeing what would stick. And yeah, we had a lot of stuff that did not work either. A lot of things that, you know, we were willing to try. And so now I'd say we're more into not just what's going to work, but okay, we're finding our click. We're finding mm-hmm. where students are at, where the student culture has even changed a little bit. Uh, so, so seeing some of those things change, but, um, for me, I'd say even personally, I've grown just in what I do now with parents and communicating Mm -hmm. to parents and stuff because they were in the same boat as me. They're like, what are we doing? I'm like, I don't know. And I asked them and they're like, we don't know. And so we're all just like kind of stumbling forward together. So it, it it was a good season, uh, and definitely, you know, a lot of growth there for us. Mm -hmm
1: good, man. I think that's definitely an area uh, that all of us are thinking a little bit differently, uh, not just uh, in, in keeping parents updated, but closing that loop of connecting and relating to parents. I think we all went through the trauma of the last couple years together, and probably our hearts are going out differently to those that sure. are uh, caring for their kids with the chance to kind of think about it. Brian, what about you, man? How How, how is Brian 22 different than 2021 model Brian?
2: One of the big things that uh, would change in this past year, and it was actually brought on by one of our staff members, his name was Joel Thomas. He's a a junior high pastor at one of the second Houston campuses. Um, We kind of had this question about what is our strategy of prayer? And I was like, strategy of prayer, like, what does that mean? And so we strategize for everything with flows and Wednesday nights and Sunday mornings and discipleship groups and everything. And just this thought of like, what's our strategy for our, our prayer? And so mm-hmm. what he started was at 1115 on Wednesdays, which, you know, Wednesdays are the busy days. Uh, yeah, for school yeah, yeah. with midweek coming or whatever you call your Wednesday night activity. And we would just stop and pray for kind of four different sections of our ministry. And man, it was just incredible to see God answer those prayers in the moment. But also yeah. we see like God answer some of those prayers now which has been like super awesome to be like, holy cow, like we prayed for that last this time last year, like for new leaders and for just connections and stuff like that. So we were like, this is incredible. So this is something moving forward, especially something that I learned last year at uh, this time was what's my strategy of prayer and how am I implementing it? And then uh, something else that we learned, man, I think Jason kind of hinted at it. Everything uh, that we tried with our new incoming seventh graders and You know, junior high ministry 50% of your uh, students are new every year. So Mm. everything we tried, like, failed. And we were like, we are terrible at our jobs. Like, we suck. Mm. And so, like, Mm. just it wouldn't land. And it was, it worked in the past, or we thought it would work with this group. And honestly, being able to have the masterminds and uh, being able to talk with Jason once a month and the other group, the other guys in our group was very, very helpful to be like, hey, we're kind of seeing that too. Have you thought about this? Have you tried this? And so we, we really learned how to fail forward. And just honestly, that was something that I've never really experienced. But being like, okay, you tried something, it flopped, yeah. it failed. What are you gonna learn from it? Um, mm-hmm. And then the last thing, I'm in a much better headspace because I finished Hebrew in seminary yeah. and praise yes. God for that uh, 5, Man, and dollars.
3: we all feel your pain we all know what that means oh my gosh
2: goodness gracious of strategy of prayer right 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 yeah. yes I think that was one I mentioned to Jason every month I was like yeah I'm doing a Hebrew and so any yeah. wisdom yeah. prayer divine intervention yeah. pigeons you want to send through the window please I'll, I will receive it humbly and gladly <laughs> Yeah.
1: Oh man, that's, that's, that's real. So that, that, that'll make you rethink seminary, a Hebrew class. Yeah.
2: <laughs> you take, the, you take that too early
1: on, you'll rethink the whole thing, right? You're like, maybe, oh, yes. maybe something else, maybe something else. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, well, well, Brian, you shared a little bit, uh, the, the, the habit of meeting monthly, um, Jason and leading the group, Brian being a part of the group, what were some of the benefits of that mastermind time? I mean, we've all got folks that we text. Uh, there's a lot of places that we can drop a comment and kind of crowdsource some wisdom, mm-hmm. Uh, But how was that meeting together? Uh, So, I mean, maybe folks picked up on it. Uh, You guys are both J-high guys. The rest of the crew in that mastermind, also J-high heavy middle school emphasis stuff. There was some specific kind of funneling of like, we've all got middle school problems. You know, legitimately, we've all got middle school problems. Mm -hmm. Uh, What were some of the benefits of meeting in that way monthly for y'all?
3: So like no one gets a student pastor like a student pastor. Like you go into, say, conferences or something like that, if it's not a student pastor conference and you're trying to like to share, like you said, your issues and, and your challenges and things that you're facing, you know, with, let's say, a music guy or, or a children's guy or something like that. They just they just look at you and they're like, really, those are issues you have to deal with? Is that and like, yeah, no, that's our world. And so we understand the struggles. We understand, you know, especially in junior high, you've got so much inconsistency where you've got a kid mm-hmm. who. Man, one moment you're like, oh, man, this kid's on fire for Jesus. It is like really making some spiritually deep decisions. And then the next moment they're shoving pencils up their nose and saying they're a walrus. Like, yeah. I mean, like, totally. Both, Both are true.
1: Yeah, and yeah. it's like, oh, my goodness.
3: So, like, just having that time um, with the camaraderie and the guys who who are going through that is good. But, like, something I did um, in, in the uh, Mastermind is I always started out with, where is God working in your ministry right now? And we can celebrate mm-hmm. with you. We call it God's mm-hmm. stories. Mm-hmm. And the idea wasn't, you know, original to me, but um, that was actually really cool because it forced us all to get out of our little bubble of what's not working or what's giving us frustrations and where do we need help or something and just be like, hey, where's God just crushing it right now? And we yeah, just get right. to be on the sideline watching what he's doing. Mm-hmm. And so that was really cool just to hear how student ministry is going, you know, in different parts of America and to see where God's moving and, you know, realize like, you know what? Yeah, things are challenging right now, but everything's going to be okay. Like God's not going to mess up or fail. So, yeah. you know, having those moments with the guys was really, really important, I think, each week or each That's month. Awesome. Thanks, Jason. Yeah, man.
2: Yeah. Brian, for you?
3: Yeah, I think just the, you know,
2: Proverbs twenty seven seventeen. My iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. Just being able to rub shoulders with people who are in junior high ministry or who are dealing with junior high uh, students was huge. And I mean, I, I mean, I'll be honest. There was times when, like Jason text Texas, hey, we're gonna meet this Thursday, and I was like, that's the last thing that I want to do. <laughs> and I just was like, I do not want to hop on a Zoom. Nothing yeah. personal, Jason. It was just like you know, scheduling blah, blah blah. Thursday's coming, yeah. Sunday's coming but every time, honestly, I was like, I'm going to do it. Every time I, I got on, I just felt encouraged and empowered to ministry and was super just thankful and, and left yeah. thankful that there are people in the trenches that I can relate to. Uh, another thing that Jason was really, really big on and that I appreciated was we pray for one another. I mean, Galatians two in action, we bear one another's burdens. We prayed about things in ministry, but we also prayed about personal things. And just stuff that my wife and I went through of just um, some just like infertility stuff. That was super powerful uh, just to have brothers across the country to be able to say, you know what, I'm praying for you. And uh, I meant yeah. the world. It meant the world to me. Another thing that I loved, I don't know if it was Jason's idea, but I'm going to give you credit for it, Jason, was the hot I'll seat. I'll
3: take it. Um, yeah, no, it please. was
2: awesome. The hot seat was like – it was interesting because he was like you can only ask the person questions because the hot seat was like, what issue or question do you have in your ministry? And we're gonna ask you questions so you answer it. And I was like, that doesn't make any sense. Why would you not just tell me the answer? But just this whole (laughs) moment of like self-realization was so good. I was like, holy crap, Jason's a genius. Cause like, it makes me think that I'm smart, but I'm really not. It's just like prompting questions. So I loved the hot seat. I thought the hot seat um, was great. And then Jason master splintered you, man. He got you. Uh, He did. (laughs) You t- these he knew my yeah, 90s yeah. brain yeah. could handle it. But, uh, and then the last thing, you know, I enjoyed the whole, you know, I'm a big math guy. So I appreciated the themes in every week. Yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. but then <laughs> the like one-off conversations we'd have. So like I wrote down, there's one thing, how to take on applause. And I was just like, huh, I never thought about well, what's the heart and the mindset of yeah. taking on applause. Because it's a dangerous pitfall. You can be like, oh, well, it's all me. But it's like, no, no, no. Mm. Like it's literally all God. And I mean, some things that a quote that Jason mentioned from Dave Paxson said, do not take credit or the Lord might stop. And I was just like, holy cow. And just other thoughts of like, let God do what he wants to do. And I just was like, man, like just humility. And that's what it's all about. Jesus, and it's it's a miracle that he even uses our efforts. And so I I love I'm a huge fan uh, of Mastermind. And uh, I'm thankful for Jason pouring in to me uh, personally So. kind of a little bro you know know, uh, no dude i I,
1: we picked you off a reason again uh you you guys uh, it was a very special group and jason i mean we got some great mastermind leaders but he's he's gold man he's gold yeah yeah (laughs) yeah
3: this is this is my first time uh this past year leading a mastermind so a lot of it was just figuring out like the hot seat no that wasn't original to me that's like all masterminds. So if you're coming in, like if someone's listening to this and they're thinking about jumping into a mastermind, like you're all going to experience that. But what I love about the hot seat is God didn't call me to pastor your junior hires in Plano, Texas. God called mm-hmm. you to do that. And I don't know the answers of what God's calling you to do. Only you and the Holy Spirit can know that. However, I can ask prompting questions where the Holy Spirit can use those in your life. And so whether it's you or Micah or some of the other guys like that, that was kind of my heartbeat is like, listen, I don't have the answers for your ministry. The Holy Spirit does.
2: And so if we
3: can just get in there and just kind of, you know, pray together and think through it together, bounce off ideas, you know, something good can happen at that. And so that was kind of the idea behind the hot seat. And uh, you mentioned, I just want to put it out there. You mentioned Dave Paxton, uh, super awesome hero of the faith. Um, We lost him this past year to a motorcycle Mm. accident. But I mean, that was the guy who poured into me. We would go and we'd have uh, coffee shop meetings and we'd talk about student ministry. He'd been in student ministry longer than I had been alive. And, um, you know, that was kind of what inspired me to like, all right, let's lead a youth ministry booster and pour back into some other guys.
1: Amen. Well, guys, um, what, what's, what's some wisdom you'd share with some folks listening? Um like, I think we're in a into summer back to school season uh i think for some folks there's a lot of people that are brand new to ministry or taking on a new role inside of uh their church life or at a new place uh what's, what's something that you feel like youth ministry as a conversation youth ministers as a community uh need to be really wise about right now like what's something from conversation with each other over the course of the last year like this is like I I think we need to walk more in this way that you would recommend to you pastors that are listening to this.
3: So to piggyback on what Brian was saying uh, about prayer, that's something that God's been teaching me as well. Um, And and even the strategy, I just actually rolled out a prayer strategy Mm -hmm. to my leaders. Um, And it's kind of this idea of, if we actually expect God to do great and amazing things, why aren't we spending time asking him to do it? Mm. Like too often we roll in there as the youth pastor, who's the professional and we know what we're doing, or at least we're sure going to like pretend like we do. And instead, you know, it's more about, is God going to show up? Because the Mm. answer to that question really determines the success of your ministry. So you know, we've we've developed some prayer strategies specifically for, um, for my leaders, uh, for the parents in the ministry, but also for the students. And having students praying over each other, praying for their lost friends in front of each other, and then week to week, you know, they're following up back and forth like, um, man, that has been so powerful for us this past year of just actually having a carved out time of prayer in our worship services. Mm. So, you know, uh, my lead pastor, uh, Tim Maynard, he said to me not too long back that if every pastor in America would pray for 30 minutes a day, we would see revival. Wow. The problem is getting pastors to pray for 30 minutes a day. Yeah. And I was like, Oh dang, that's really, really convicting.
2: <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, yeah.
3: So, you know, I would say, you know, as just basic wisdom, you know, start there. There's some other things that you can do. Yeah, sure. But uh, if the Holy Spirit shows up, really, what else do you need?
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, I think absolutely. it's so powerful to hear. Uh, I Man, that's so. I don't know that. That's that's not church size dependent, right? I think a lot of yeah. folks mm-hmm. think about well, what what are growing strategies for our ministry? Yeah. And the wisdom of a lot of folks, even from some surprising places, has been to pray more, and it's it's almost. Um, frustratingly straightforward right like yeah 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 yeah, but 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 no like Mm
3: -hmm.
1: what is your strategy for prayer like i don't know between songs
3: (laughs) yeah yeah transitioning so i can walk up on stage yeah yeah yeah
1: Yeah. finishing a message yeah yeah Yeah. right what were you gonna say yeah
2: i think that's super super well said it's just you're like oh just pray like no, there's got to be more. What, no, no, no. What, what like, for like, you, you using? Yeah, what yeah, acronym yeah. you got? No, it's just yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the other thing that I would add to what Jason said was uh, just, and this is something that we talked about in our, our booster or mastermind. I'm sorry if I'm butchering whatever it's You're called. But I no, promise no, no. I was there. <laughs> uh, but um, just your personal walk with Jesus. I mean, mm. my first meeting back in 2016 uh, where I served at Wood. Uh, walk in. I'm bushy-eyed, bushy bright-eyed. I'm like, let's go. I'm ready to do ministry. And our uh, discipleship pastor, he walks in, Jeff Young, he serves over at second Houston now. He said, uh, you're no good to us if you haven't spent time with Jesus. And that just set the groundwork for ministry for me. It's like, okay, yeah. like, I can't do anything apart from Jesus. And then uh, Jason Mank, our um, next-gen pastor, he said this in a meeting last week just off the the dome. He said, the freshness of your ministry is the freshness of your personal walk with Jesus. And just I mean, just that ongoing. It doesn't matter how far into ministry you are, what context of ministry you're serving at, it's your personal walk with Jesus that's gonna determine the um, freshness of your ministry. And so that was that was a thing that I wrote down. I a couple practical things that I think just in some practical wisdom is Just have a day off and do something fun. I mean, go watch a movie. Go, you know, stream some good old Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles if you have no clue what it is. That's right. Uh, Do something fun. I mean, I think sometimes we can forget we're in student ministry, so we're like the one part of the church that's like allowed to have fun. And so, bring fun into your like uh, personal time. And then uh, I'm just a big proponent, believer, and do something that makes you sweat. It's just so nice just to to get out on a run to go work out i know zach he's posting about on his story he's running he training for a half marathon (laughs) or something i'm training to be uh healthier at 37 than i was at 27
1: man so i'm just chasing chasing my 27 year old self down yeah yeah there
2: you go
3: yeah for me i i do exercise as honestly stress management oh yeah like yeah yeah because like you know, lifting weights is okay and punching middle schoolers is not. So like, (laughs) yeah. Right. So it's like, you You got to find healthy ways. Yeah. 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 Uh, Remember I identify with Raphael, so I kind of have anger issues. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah. And I would add to the, uh, to the practical side that I've been learning is every youth minister should have like a basic course in we'll we'll say counseling, um, Mm -hmm. emotional wellness and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, recent statistic came out that one in five Gen Z kids uh, are from single parent families. That's not including blended families. That's yeah. true single parent families. And I'm like, come on now, like yeah. we've got to be prepared to have really tough, hard, emotional conversations with students. And, you know, especially even with lockdown and stuff like that, there there's so much coming our way that. Mm-hmm. As not And not just you, but even your leaders need to have like a crash course in how to do, you know, some coffee cup counseling or something like that. Yeah. Where, you know, because we went to camp and, you know, the stuff that we just hear at camp or the stuff that we hear on an airplane yeah. ride to a mission trip, you know, you're just sitting there and you're like, wow, this guy's really going through a lot more than I thought and anticipated. Yeah. So being available for that, mm-hmm. you know, carving out your time, slowing down, on Wednesday nights so you can hear those, you know, comments and yeah. then be prepared to respond. Um that's good. you know, and, and with biblical truth, not just right. what we feel is good, but you know, something yeah. where they can then go back and refer to in scripture.
2: Yeah. Is that, can I add one more? Sorry. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. That's uh, just, good. just it's simple as well, but discipleship, uh, I think mm. we as student pastors do a great job of pouring into the next generation but who's pouring into you like who's discipling Mm. you um Mm. so one of the things that the biggest influential person in my life uh besides my dad is his name's Tom Sherman uh he's not in ministry and not in not serving full-time in ministry and so my boss at the time hooked me up with him and I was like well he's not like a pastor and like how is he gonna decide biggest blessing of my life and makes me into a man uh, yeah. Who loves Jesus and looks like Jesus, and like yep. just having someone to pour into, or who pours into you, is so huge. Yeah. You would like or somebody
1: you want to be like, right? Like you yeah. want to be like Tom. Yep. Yep. yeah Yeah.
2: Right. And it's like you tell your students to do that all the time. You're like, oh, be you know Matthew twenty nineteen through twenty, and go be a disciple yeah, maker. Yeah, yeah. But then it's like, okay, well, who's making you yeah. a better disciple? And so I just at
1: the beginning, you told us that youth ministry is relationship and modeling, and we got to. yeah. That's right.
2: That's right. Yeah.
1: So, no, I, I think there's a lot of youth ministry leaders uh, that are uh, very prescriptive for their students and they mm-hmm. need to be a little more descriptive of what's cool. happening in their own life. Uh, it's, 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 it's cool when it's suggested uh, it's powerful and convicting mm-hmm. when it's practiced Yeah, hundred uh, yeah. percent. So,
3: yeah, uh, like okay. I, I'd follow up with that comment even like, so something I've started doing this past year and it's not even a. It's like I'm a pastor, but it's not part of my job description, if that makes sense, is I have a discipleship group that my wife and I lead on Thursdays Mm. Um, after our kids are bed. It's kind of like it's hilarious because like they're coming in and we're like, all right, go to bed, go to bed and like tucking our kids in. Right. (laughs) Um, But we meet with them once a week. And, you know, when we say as pastors and we're looking out as at the group, like on a midweek and, you know, we just got preaching. We're like, yeah, see, I'm making disciples of all these and like this big general statement. Mm -hmm. It's not the same as when you can look and say like, no, that guy is one of my disciples. I meet with him regularly. And then he meets with somebody regularly. And so now you can have this generational discipleship. Like there really is no replacement for that. If you really want to obey the great commission, you need to find a way to personally make disciples. Hmm.
1: Everybody wants a big old group, but Jesus sure had a lot of, a lot of things about the 12 that got written down. Yeah. Um, so well, he ran yeah, off dude. the group
3: on multiple occasions. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, he fed them, and then he scared them to perfect. That's right. <laughs> yeah.
3: Oh, yeah.
1: Uh, you guys, uh, wonderful wisdom, wonderfully wise. Um, wh- where's some of the, the hurt that you see? I mean, one of the things in, in, in the mastermind cycle for stuff. so uh, Jason, I, I we're going to formalize the celebration part this year. Uh, but the collaboration of how do we do ministry better, the hot seat, that kind of discovery coaching element. But there's always a question of before we pray together, the soul care, like how are you minister? We talk a lot about ministry at conferences, Facebook Mm -hmm. groups, but the how are you minister is a, 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 a level, an altitude that not a lot of people get to fly at um what what is the question that you if you got to sit across the table with a youth pastor over coffee and ask how they were where do you see a lot of folks shaping that conversation where is the hurt where is the need for soul repair soul care and youth ministers that you dialogue with let's let's open that up for other folks to feel invited into some of those hurts and pains
2: yeah i'm Jason, you've gone first, and all the other ones, I'll – uh, I'll jump in there I was going to let you, so I'm
3: glad you did. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: I think just personally, uh, I think this is nothing new, but I think it's hurts of just the comparison game that mm. we can play. We do, do guess, that a lot. Yeah, social media is a beautiful and just hurtful thing. I mean, you can always think the grass is always greener with another student ministry, or if you only had this, if you only had that leader, if you only had this budget, if you only had – And you start playing these mental games and it can just be so damaging because you don't look at the gifts and the blessing that God's given you. You want to look at another pastor to use the whole shepherd analogy. Um, So I think personally, that was something that just is one of my hurts, honestly, just this comparison game and knowing where my identity is. Um, And then another hurt for me uh, is this whole work complex that student pastors can get of like, we work the hardest, and we're the ones going to campus ministry, and we're the yeah. best, and we're doing seminary. We're so busy, and, yeah. We're yeah, just yeah, so, yeah. and it's just like, we're well, like God's called you to like the highest calling of being like a pastor and a minister. So why would you not give everything that you have to it? And so that whole Colossians three twenty three or First Corinthians ten thirty one idea of just working as for the Lord and not for man. And that man includes you. <laughs> and so just those are two things personally where I've seen some hurts of just getting a work complex or getting this nasty comparison game. And then amongst peers, I kind of ask some of my staff members that I work with uh, just what are some of the things they see and. Uh, Michael Richardson, who's our digital media producer, and uh, a man named Anthony Vargasek. You may know him. I think he was in oh, your oh, uh, oh, mastermind. Anthony stories. Yeah, we got some Anthony stories. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I may have just lost my credibility with this quote, but that's fine. That's fine. Uh, I'm just kidding. love Anthony. Uh, but they just both just reiterate there's just no community amongst um, student pastors because you're working on Sundays. You're working on Wednesdays. You're working yeah. when the groups meet and just something that uh was a huge godsend for us there's a lot of uh the student pastors and some other younger pastors young married pastors we meet once every two weeks on a sunday night and we just get to have community and we get to talk to one another and we open up god's word we try to pray with one another and just the um, community is so needed and amongst even amongst pastors and so that was something that they said and then anthony and Jason Mick, who's our next gen pastor, I've referenced before. They just talked about burnout because there's no support. Um, mm-hmm. You feel like you're an island sometimes when there's uh, uh, when you're in student ministry. And so, how do you combat the burnout? How do you uh, not burn out? And so, those are some of the hurts that I've seen just personally in my own life, and then just amongst uh, my peers. Mm-hmm.
3: True, true, true. Yeah, I would I would follow up the comparison game. Um, tends to start a lot of problems, like, especially if it's social media, like you tend to look at some other youth pastors, you know, social media feed for his youth group. And what you don't realize is that you're looking at his edited feed. That's an edited mm-hmm. video that looks awesome. Yeah. It looks yeah. like there's a ton of people there and there may yeah. have been, but you're looking at his edited and comparing it with your reality. Hmm. And so you're like, well, how come I don't have that many people here? He's like, listen, he may not either, but he took really good angles in his pictures. You know, like, like it <laughs> could be any, any of those things. I mean, come on, we all do it too. We're Absolutely. like, mm, let's get a really close shot of this one kid because he's the only kid in the room. Right. Like, you know, we do stuff like that all the time. But like the other thing I, you know, try to remind guys is, you know, when, when it talks in the New Testament about going into your calling it doesn't talk about how you do ministry. It doesn't talk about your competency as to why you get to be a pastor. It's simply that God chose you because he wanted to choose you. It's, mm-hmm. not, it's not that you're going to do an awesome job. Like You may not actually have the qualities that we would stereotypically think of as a pastor, but if God called you, that's really all you need. But the qualifiers that are listed in the New Testament are all about your personal character, mm-hmm. your hunger for God, and your family. And so when we get to the soul care part, those are the questions i generally ask is like, how's your marriage doing? Mm-hmm. You know, let how because if you're pouring out of emptiness, then you're just pouring out of nothing. You've got yeah. nothing to work with. So ministry is not segregated or, or, or compartmentalized from the rest of your life. It's the overflow of what mm-hmm. God is doing in your life. And so, you know, if, if you're doing good with your kids or if you're struggling with your kids, man, that's going to affect how you're doing with other people's kids. I mean, if you're doing good with your wife or not with your wife or anything like that, that's going to affect how you're relating with your assistants, with your interns, with your supervisors. I mean, all those things are really kind of connected, even though we try and some people for sure try to compartmentalize and we leave from work and then we're like, okay, work's work and we're going to go home. But we all know pastors and home and work, there is no separation. So you have, you, you're you on all the time, but if you're on all the time, then you have to find a way that's, that's holy, that's biblical, mm. that works within your family. Yeah. Um, otherwise what will happen, and I'm saying this actually as a pastor's kid, because my, my dad's a pastor as well. And so I've mm. seen it on both sides. Otherwise your kids will come to hate ministry because you mm. spent more time thinking about it and, and not them. Mm. And so, you know, that's yeah. really where I kind of focus more of the soul care time is like, you know, let's talk about home. And yeah. then the other thing that's good, though, is if there, if you are struggling with stuff at church, I don't know your pastor. I don't know anything about him. Like, you can tell me junk and I'm not going to tell him anything. Yeah. And, so, and sometimes, you know it's even funny. Like we'll say stuff that we're struggling with. And as soon as we say it out loud, we realize how dumb it sounds, you know, and just, (laughs) just had to
1: say it. Yeah. We just, yeah. As soon as I said it out loud, I
3: realized how stupid and selfish and ungodly that was. Okay. Thanks. I feel better now guys. And it's like, all right, moving on. You know, (laughs) sometimes that's all you need in, in that soul care. Um, but living in community with other guys who understand you, there's, you know, you gotta have it. Otherwise you're going to burn out. That that's, a doubt. Um, and just as a, you know, kind of final thought to that little segment is when I got into my master's program, uh, I'm sitting in this room and there's 10 of us guys in there and he's, and the professor walks in, he says, well, this is, you know, this works out great. And we're like, what? He says, there's 10 of you in this room. Statistically, seven out of 10 of you will not be in ministry in 10 years from now. And we looked around the room like, oh man, that's not that's not, Yeah, like it's not me, is it? You know, like I feel like the disciples, like, is it me? Is it me? You know, like, and then, uh, then he follows up with that. He's like, in you know, 25 years, only one of you will still be in ministry. Mm -hmm. And then all of us were like, okay, it's me. Like, like one of us, one of us is going to make it. And Mm -hmm. I think we're starting to see that dial turn back now in ministry world. But now that I've been in ministry long enough, I've seen where that statistic is coming true a lot more often than I want it to. Mm -hmm. So having a group of guys that can pray with you, support you and partner alongside of you, you just, you just got to have it or you're not going to make it in ministry. Yeah.
1: it's
3: good.
1: Well, Jason, Bryant, uh, fellas, thank you so much for sharing today and getting ready for uh, what's next for midweeks and Sundays. And for our folks listening, uh, make sure to tag these guys. We'll leave their, uh, Instagram social stuff in the in the feed for y'all to follow up with. Love the ministries that you're a part and that you're leading, but also the men that you are for your families and faithful friends and brothers uh, in this journey of student ministry together. So this has been another episode of the LifeWay Students Podcast. Uh, ben will be back next week for things. Would love to see any of our youth ministry listeners uh, to this episode that want to join us in youth ministry booster. You have until September first. To get jumped in for this season for next four uh, so that you could be in a mastermind with guys like Brian and Jason asking hot seat questions, but also getting a chance to pray and care for one another. So Brian, Jason, thanks fellas. Appreciate you.
3: Thanks man for having us on. Thank you.
0: Hey everybody. I hope you enjoyed that conversation about youth ministry booster and the value and importance that those masterminds have in the lives of people that are a part of this network. I want you to know that you can be a part of this network too. All you have to do is go to youthministrybooster.com, register there, and make an investment in yourself. You need people in your community. You need people to collaborate with. You need people that are going to care for you, and you need people that you have the opportunity to care for, peers in student ministry. So head to youthministrybooster.com right now and join up.